One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Kyoko Miyake. We talk about her new film, Tokyo Idols, premiering a Canadian premiere at Hot Docs uh, in the next couple of days. You're going to need to see this film, and you're going to hear me say that over and over uh, with my Hot Docs interviews. Pretty much every uh, film that I see, uh, I think you can pretty much across the board say uh, is worth seeing because I, you know what, I do my research. Um, anyway, uh, Kyoko and I ha- had a great conversation uh, about a great conversation uh, about pretty much everything. Once again, loneliness and hyper-modern society. We talk about relationships. We talk about this idea of feeling lonely together. We talk about gender disparity in, in Tokyo, but but across the globe, really. Um, we talk about, about how we spend way too much time looking away from each other. And I think that's what this film is really all about. It's about idol culture. Uh, it's a fascinating and, and beautiful look into um, this this world that I would imagine a lot of people don't know very uh, uh, much about, and I, I certainly would have been one of them. We talk about uh, traditional ideas in Japan, but sort of traditional understanding, and about asking better questions, and 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 about just this sort of. I guess you could almost say this general lack of criticism, and when I say criticism, the, the, the ability to sort of dig deeper, you know, peel back those layers and reflect on what's going on around us. You're going to enjoy the film. I trust you're going to enjoy the interview as well, so stay tuned. And don't forget davidpecklive.com for more uh, information about my own writing podcasting you can support uh, face-to-face and what I do there through Patreon uh, or at patreon.com and don't forget rabble.ca as well for more interviews uh, from me and others and coming right up uh, Kyokyo Miyake and her new film Tokyo Idols. Well welcome to Face to Face we're joined by another very special hot docs guest here today director Kyoko uh, Miyake Okay. Uh, did I get that right, Kyoko? Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for your generosity already, and thank you for joining us today. 
Thank you. So Thank we're you for having me. Yeah. So we're here to talk about your your Canadian premiere of of yeah. Tokyo Idols. Uh, yeah. I ha- I have to say it was a mesmerizing film. Uh, <laughs> it drew me in right right from the uh, you know the the really kind of hypnotic uh, establishing shots that you mm-hmm. use, really mysterious and beautiful and 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 surreal almost, and then. Pretty much right away, I would almost say we were into some pretty interesting slash disturbing, um, in a way, territory. Can you kind of unpack, just for a few minutes, what this yeah. film is really all about? So, um, it's about uh, Japanese teen, teenage pop idols and their fans. And the pop idols, pop, pop uh, singers are teenage girls, and the fans are middle-aged men. So it's about their relationship uh, and and the community, um, and yeah, it's really about um, um, loneliness and sense of alienation mm. in a hyper modern society. It's about it's about loneliness in a hyper modern society. Yeah, as as told through the lens of basically popular culture. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Well, it really is quite wonderful. I mean, it really is to me uh, so much about um, you know what relationships are made of and what mm-hmm. they and and what they and what they thrive on and what they what they need almost. Yeah. And there's this real, it, it's really interesting to me. There's this sense of it's a real interesting mix, uh, Kyoko, between disconnection and mm-hmm. connection, and like this yeah. this this desire to be to be with other people and mm-hmm. yet so kind of disconnected because of yeah. this, not only the culture, but the digital culture, the, the celebrity culture. And, and mm-hmm. th- does that make sense? Yeah, 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 it does. Um, and there are so many, I think there's a growing market in Japan for people who, who are living alone and who probably spend their entire life living alone. Um, and uh, there's definitely a sense of belonging the fans who come in um, and dance together every night at the idol concert. So it's almost like they are feeling lonely together. Mm. And um, they are connected online 24-7. You know, they use Twitter and Facebook and Line mm. and, and the idol groups use uh, streaming sites all the time. So they are connected online, but the more connected they are online, the more the the greater the need is for them to actually meet each other in person. So um I think yeah, it's it's two extremes, like being in each other's company, like uh meeting each other in the flesh and also being connected online. Um and I think the the uh idol culture uses both um means very well and um it's a very clever business model too right <laughs> well that was i mean i have so many questions and by the way congratulations yeah. on a on a remarkable film it really is it's it's astounding and it it, it needs to be seen <laughs> by by by, yeah. ma- by many people uh, i hope so yeah well there's so much yeah. going on because I, what i love about it too because of my <laughs> international development background i mm-hmm. i love being able to even for a brief moment step into 
or at least feel like I'm stepping into somebody else's culture, somebody else's mm-hmm. ideas, somebody else's yeah. understanding or worldview. Yeah. And not only do I get that with your film as, you know, as a filmmaker and as a storyteller, but, mm-hmm. but also this, this culture that I frankly know very little about this, as mm-hmm. you say, this idol culture. I think it's really interesting. You know, you, you interview, um, I, I think it was a journalist and, and he said that there was this, that that virtual was just not enough. That there was this need to connect face to face. Yeah. And then you you know you've got this you know crosscut with scenes of handshakes and 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 autograph signings and so on. And you got to wonder, you know. And then and then the shots of the timers. You know the stopwatch saying you've got yeah. a minute with this young woman to say yeah. hello and to connect. Just the deep irony of that. That yeah. you know virtual wasn't enough, but maybe a minute with this person might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like virtual, yeah, and virtual becomes real in a way because they they do meet each other every day and they do shake hands and that's more than what many people do with their friends or family. So um, in in making this film, we realized that we can't really rely on this virtual and mm. real dichotomy because the virtual becomes real at some point. Do you, do you, you know, you, you mentioned just earlier, um, I want to go back to the comment pretty much right out of the gate. It was, uh, I think it might even be one of the first lines in the film where you say, this is, you know, this is a religion, uh, mm-hmm. as you start to unpack uh, this story for us. But you said earlier in the interview, gr- there's a growing market for people living alone. Yeah. Do you, do you mean that in Japanese culture or do you think that's more of a kind of a global thing? Um, it might be a global thing, but I think it might be the trend might be um, maybe going ahead in Japan. Mm. So in many ways, Japan is um, um, in many ways futuristic, but at the same time, probably somehow left behind in many mm. other ways. So it's it's so it's taken to the extreme mm. in many ways, um, and it's. I think it's happening in Japan, especially to my generation. Mm. You know, people in in their late thirties and early forties. I know so many people, like so many friends, who've you know who've never got married, who are not really looking to find a partner, uh, and and happily living alone. Well, you 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 focus on one of one young man near the end of the film who says, you know, it's just. I think you ask him the question. Surely you could, surely you could, you know, find a relationship at university. And he and he basically just really honestly and authentically says, it's just too much work. Yeah. I want I want to yeah. be I want to I want to be I want to be free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, I think part of that um, part of that comes from the fact that. Um, the reality, and especially the economic reality, forces us to, you know, like now more women work full-time mm-hmm. and more men, um, um, you know, stuck with an insecure job, maybe not very well paid, um, compared to, say, 30 years ago, 40 years ago for my parents' generation where, most men could have a um, secure job, you know, lifetime employment. You know, it's simply not the case anymore. So there's that reality. Um, but um, the, um, you know, our ideas, our concepts of what men should be like and women should be like hasn't changed that much. So men still feel like they have to be the 
main breadwinner. Right. And many of them want uh, their, you know, potential partners to somehow respect them as men and maybe earn less than they do. And it's, you know, often not the case anymore. So um, I think this gap between reality and ideal is creating a lot of young people and people of my generation, like middle-aged people who are just, yeah, don't fit the traditional roles. Ky- Kyoko, is there, yeah. I mean, you know, I have two young children, Spencer and Victoria, 9 and 11, and, mm-hmm. you know, questions of sexuality and, and things like that are coming up and sex education in schools. And, I mean, it's it's an issue pretty much everywhere around the world for parents and kids and, yeah. you know, uh, for, for humans, really, in a sense. But but does it, are you making a comment on, hmm, I mean, you're making a comment, I suppose, with the film on Japanese culture, for sure, and this subculture yeah. of, of, of idols and of these, you know, as you say, 10,000 teenage girls that are out there very young uh, being groomed for this, you know, as you say, this really genius sort of uh, business model uh, mm-hmm. and creating these, these, these customers and these middle-aged men. Um, is, it, is there something, you know, how does this middle-aged man become this customer, I guess, is the question. So, so I'm wondering, is it about parenting? Is it about, is it about sex education? Is it about, um, is it, is it go way deeper than that? Is this really about loneliness and about disconnection with others? Um, so it's partly that, but it's also partly this traditional, to do with this traditional view in Japan that, um, you know, qualities in women, like, you know, women have to be young and pretty and innocent and immature and fragile. Um, you know, these are the qualities that you find in women. So qualities that we find in men, like experience or power and knowledge, like these are not really appreciated. Right, right, right. Yeah, and there's, there hasn't been any serious discussion or we haven't really questioned these um, um, these concepts. Um, so I think what struck me, one of the things that really struck me most about the idol culture is that there isn't any real criticism the lack of criticism is really um, one of the reasons why we wanted to make this film. We are hoping that maybe this film could start some sort of discussion, you know, a debate in Japan. Like, is this really, you know, like what we are? Mm-hmm. Because many girlfriends of mine um, have a rather negative view about the idol culture. Right. But they don't have any opinions. They just shrug their shoulders and say things like, yeah, but men are like this. What can <laughs> right, do? Right. They, they've just given up a long time ago. Right. Interesting. Yeah, and some of our, our commissioners asked us if you know we could film any protests in front of um, idol concerts, you know, idol concerts. Then is, there must be women protesting against this thing. And, you know, unfortunately... There isn't any. You know, this, this is widely accepted. And it found, you know, it kind of evolved into a form that is illegal and accepted and right. also mainstream. 
And very, mm-hmm. very, well, it sure, I've never been to Tokyo. I've done a fair bit mm-hmm. of traveling over the years, but I, well, actually, Narita Airport, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the closest I got into the city. But it's, it looks so mainstream. And so, yeah. you know, some of the shots, the the the, the, the city shots of, of some of these young women going out trying to basically, I guess, find fans. And mm-hmm. it just seems so, yeah, so Wow, this is just the way it is, and yeah, you can't escape it. If right, you walk right. down the streets in Tokyo, so this is not a niche culture mm. for you mm. know um, some minority, you know, geeks. You know, this is a major, like mainstream, big market. It's it's one of the. Probably well, it's maybe the biggest uh, force in the entertainment industry. Well, I think at one point uh, you made the claim that it's about about a billion dollars a year. Yeah, it's growing. And and it's that's currently that... now it's like one point three, according to the latest. When we were making the film, it was one billion. And I think that according to the latest, it was one point three. So wow. it's still growing. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. So tell me something. As you you dug deeper into some of the lives of 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 not only these young women, but and in some cases just girls, but also these middle aged men. I mean, what would you say? Um, you found the most disturbing? Was it the lack of critical thought? Was it the lack, the inability to ask deeper questions? I mean, some of these men that you interviewed and that you follow kind of know what's going on. I mean, they, they know they have a low, or one of them says he has a low sense of self-worth and, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of thing. What, what stood out for you the most? Um, I, you know, like we went in thinking that we follow three girls. We, we, I, I didn't think I could communicate and relate to the fans, right. even though they are from my generation. Um, but I think filming, making this film kind of forced me to face them in a way, because if you want to look at this culture, at least we have to make an effort to talk to the other side. Sure. And yeah. I think I, I, while I don't condone their behavior... I probably have a better understanding of where they come from. Right. Because um, at the beginning, I couldn't believe that you know they received the same education and grew up watching the same TV. Like, how did they end up? Right, <laughs> right. Stuff. But um, now I see why, um, you know, like they, they are the, like we are the generation, like we are, doing the same as our parents did. Somehow things are not going as well as they used to. So um, I I felt a strong sense of failure and sadness Mm. and disappointment. Mm. And, you know, these, I think this idol culture gives them um, a a sense of nostalgia. Right. Because these girls, uh, you know, they... They are they are like the girls from the bygone era. You know, they're right. innocent. They don't challenge you. Right, right. You can, you know, you can, you know, they can just um, be there and tell you that you are great the way you are. Right. Uh, yeah. The, the, as there's this. There's this. There, a really strong sense came out to me that many of these fans. Uh, and and maybe many men in general. Maybe there's mm-hmm. a bigger comment here. Are not really that comfortable with strong women. With, yeah. with women who have opinions, who say, no, yeah. this is the way it is. No, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, ch- I'm going to push back on you on that, you know? Yeah. And so that takes me back to my question 
earlier about, I guess, Japanese culture, but frankly, I would say um, global culture. You know, how Mm -hmm. are we raising boys and girls? What are we teaching them at school? How are we, how are, what, what kind of an, um, you know, environments are we, we, we creating for them to engage, you know, together in, to play together, to, to get to know, to, to, you know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. what, what, yeah. what are some of the other questions maybe we need to be asking? Cause if this is where we're winding up, yeah. it seems to me, you know, if loneliness is the root and fantasy is the answer, well, I'm not sure we're landing in the right place. Yeah, I mean, it's a really difficult question. It sure is, and, yeah. Um, because on the one hand, you know, we definitely want to encourage girls to, you know, like study math and science and, you know, they should, you know, like they should be able to dream about, you know, anything. You know, there shouldn't be any distinct, you know, distinction between boys and girls and right. I don't think we should give pink to girls and blue to That's boys. Right, right. But at the Agreed. same time, you know, children like they do flirt with each other, right? Even in the playground when you are five, you still want to be popular with you know, the you know, you want to be the popular girl, you want to be the popular boy. And like would you send your you know, would you shave your daughter's hair and make her look like a boy? You know, encouraging her to uh, be ambitious when you know that that might not make her the most popular girl in the playground. You know, that's 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 a very tricky sure. question. So, um, yeah, I don't know. And I think one of the things that really um, shocked me um, about the idol culture is that um, it's very popular among the girls. Now, every year in Japan, they, we do a nationwide questionnaire and we ask preschool children, so they are like five or six, just before starting primary school. Mm-hmm. We ask them what they want to become when they grow up. And I think for the last seven or eight consecutive years, idol was one of the most popular professions for those girls. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And and the list is very different for boys and girls, and it has always been like that. Do you think? And, do you, I mean to some degree? You know, you nailed it in a way, and I don't, I don't want to reduce this this issue or this phenomenon or this subculture just to a financial question because it's not just about making money. It's not just about a great business model. No, you know, there's something else. Not really about money. Yeah, I right. think that's the thing. There's like nobody's in it for the money. Um, especially not the parents. Right. They're actually losing money. They're investing in their right. future. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, it's almost as if in some ways, I mean, in Canadian culture, uh, and maybe the analogy here is not a good one, but, you know, the money that is spent on hockey, for instance, and, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of boys, but girls as well, and young men and young women, billions and yeah. billions of dollars are, and I have no idea what the stat is, so I just made that up. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's a lot of money. And yeah. you wonder to what degree sometimes the parents or some parents are living their lives through their children. And mm-hmm. when you interviewed some of the parents in your film, I kind of had yeah. to wonder, you know, um, if they were kind of living their lives voyeuristically almost through their kids. Yeah. I mean, it was, I think, one of the more difficult parts of making this film is to um, talk to the mothers. Right. And they are, you know, my age. And, you know, like, they probably know what happens when you're not, young anymore, you right. know, when you're not conceived to be a young girl anymore. 
Um, so they are, they are in it with the best of you know intentions. Sure, they sure. want to you know make sure that their daughters would enjoy it while it lasts. Right. Um, but at the same time, sometimes it felt like they are maybe intentionally being oblivious. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I felt very conflicted. And in a way, I felt like we, like as women, we are also complicit in this. Right, right. In per- perpetuating this system where women are constantly infantilized. And, um... Well, and at one point, I think you have, I think, was it a journalist or an academic, a woman who, who basically said that, uh, you know, a, a, this idea, this idea that's perpetuated that a girl's job is just to, you know, to, to smile and to comfort men. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it starts so early. And in a way, like, I'm, because it's so deeply ingrained, mm. like, it, first it takes you a while to realize that you are kind of, programmed or conditioned to think this way that to achieve anything you first win male male admiration and you know i've been away from japan for 15 years and i'm probably still trying to undo this process right and it takes yeah it takes a long time well i mean and i think that's one of the beautiful things about your film is that it's not so not about idol subculture mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about so much more it's about asking questions it's about relationships it's about mm-hmm. family and about education and about sexuality and mm-hmm. and, and all the, and, and gender roles you know and gender disparity i mean this is what's so beautiful to me about uh, the way you've you've told the story um kyoko is is it more than fantasy you know, you talk a little bit about uh, you. You know that the, the, that that men and women would not have shaken hands years ago. That this was a very that this is kind of a sexual thing years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, is this just a fantasy? Like, would some people watch this and go, "Oh, come on, this is just all harmless. It's it's purely entertainment. This is just Las Vegas happening in t- in Tokyo." No, I don't think it's just fantasy. I think it's a microcosm of a wider society. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So the views that we see in the idol culture are definitely shared much more widely. So I don't think when when people say this is just a fantasy, you should you know allow you know those men this free space where they can feel free. I mean, of course, it um, you can't you know go in there and tell them you know what they are doing is wrong. But I do believe that the way they view women and girls in the idol culture is you know, is is a mirror. It's a reflection mm. of how we see women and men in wider Japanese society. And I think that's what I wanted to explore and think with the audience in, in this film. You know, what does it say about us and yeah, about, absolutely. You know, our society when this is the best quality we see in women? Yeah, what does it what does it say yeah, and what does it say about us just I think relationally too, you know? You mm-hmm. can step out of a film like this and kind of be entertained and say, Wow, isn't this interesting and what a mm-hmm. fascinating subject and well, how well done that was you know, the, the the film was so well done. But but really you kinda have to leave the theater or, or watch uh, the viewing saying what what does this actually say about us, you know? Yeah. And, and and how we interact with others, how we uh relate to others and so on. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it. You know, it feels like we are like men and women in 
in Japan, especially my generation, are more are becoming more and more disconnected from mm. each other. It's like mm. we are living in the same country, but looking away from We're each other. Looking, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Looking away from each other. That's such a that could be such a beautiful title for something. <laughs> looking, yeah, looking away from each other. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and you walk down the streets of Tokyo, and you're surrounded by you know thousands of people. Yes. Yes. And you don't actually know them and you have nothing in common, then you must have a lot in common. That's right, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I think a lot about the, the one of the yeah. attractions of the idol culture is that you come to the same place every day and you have a sense of belonging. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah that. That that struck me. Well, one of the things, and sadly, uh, I think we're going to have to wind up, uh, wrap up the interview here in a few minutes. But, mm-hmm. but one of the comments, and I can't remember who it was who said it at this point. Uh, Might have been the jur- journalist or the um, maybe the cultural critic. But the the quote was, um, and and she was referring to the men. They think they should be loved and accepted without mm-hmm. making any effort. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, and I kind of wondered Kyoko at that point, and I'm so glad you left that in because at one, I, I kind of, I kind of reflected on that afterwards and thought that's precisely the problem. Mm-hmm. If they felt loved and accepted, would they be, would, would this culture be thriving? So, I don't, I right? don't think so. Yeah, 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 exactly right. And so we're yeah. back. We're back to that question of loneliness and relationships, and yeah. and, and looking and looking away from each other, looking right? away from each other, yeah. but also kind of um, restoring some sort of um, um, I don't know male pride um, mm-hmm. because when mm-hmm. you know when when you come to an idol concert as a fan, you actually drop a lot of money. You know, like some men spend like $50, $100 every night uh, by saying the same, you know, like 10 copies of the same CV and things like that. So maybe in the outside world, they might not be the breadwinners and, you know, husbands, uh, the households, but in the idol culture, they are the breadwinners. Right. You know, they right. are the financiers. They support these girls and and the girls would tell you that they are only there because of your support. That's right. It comes out in the yeah. film. One one yeah. of your one of the men you follow uh, Ko, is it Koji? Uh, yeah. Se- did he say seven hundred idol shows in one year? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just astounding. Yeah, but and he's not the only one. And there are many men who who go to more concerts than he does. Remarkable, yes, and then then there was the other the other man too. It just shows you the extreme nature of it uh, of this culture. Two two thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. uh, that that he was spending basically to go to these shows and CDs and pictures and books and all these things. Yeah, and the idol songs actually a lot of these songs tell you that you are great the way you are. Right, right, um, right, yeah. right, right. And, and now now we're back to the business model, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. how and how how self-perpetuating it all seems. Mm-hmm. So so Kyoko, do you come away from this and maybe yeah. that maybe this is kind of my last question, but do you come away from this with a still with a sense of hope about men and women, about relationships, about uh about uh, uh gender disparity and, and and so on in not only in Japanese culture but or maybe more globally as well? Um, with the few 
screenings we had uh, with this film in the States, I think what made me hopeful was that there were a lot of uh, young women in the audience. Uh-huh. And they found some parallels in their lives, even though they were, you know, they're living in the States and you know, it's a different culture, different society. But, um, you know, if this film could contribute in any way to start a discussion about where we are, mm. um, you know, I recently moved to uh, New York and, you know, we, we've seen this um, newly... Um, the new validation of you know male locker room behavior right and um, I do see some parallels with what's happening here and what's happening in Japan so if you could yeah if you could start uh, some sort of discussion or debate yeah that would give me um, a sense of hope so, so you don't you don't quite have it yet. Uh, I don't quite have it yet. I think I have more uh, anger and frustration. But I think what I wanted to avoid in making this film is to shout at the audience for right. ninety minutes and tell them what's wrong, what's right, right and right, you right. Know, what they should do, and you know which website they should visit and do this and that. To right, right, themselves. yes, yes. You know, we never intended to give a clear answer. Yeah, I think we wanted to ask more questions, even if what we presented might seem to have some contradictory elements. But we wanted to think with the audience rather than tell them what they think. Well, Kyoko, you do you do it beautifully. I, I have to say, and and you 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 hold everyone. No, you don't hold anyone in contempt in the film. Everyone is is treated respectfully, and I, I just thought that was really beautiful the way. Thank you. Yeah, the way you tell the that story. That was probably the most difficult part. Oh um, no, kidding! Yeah, to be. It's it's such a such. Balance. Well, it's yeah. How do, how do you balance such what appears to be, uh, well, what 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 is an incredibly extreme extreme subculture in Japan and 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 I would argue every culture has it it just it just it you know manifests itself in in, yeah. in different ways right yeah yeah definitely um, yeah. so uh monday may the 1st uh is the canadian premiere it's playing may the 3rd it's playing may the 7th uh are you going on to a theatrical release uh, that's the hope. That's the hope. Yeah. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, that's the hope. Yeah. Well, I hope that happens. Thank you so much for talking to me t- today on Face to Face. We've been talking with uh, Kyoki Miyake and her her new film Tokyo Idols premiering at Hot Docs Canadian Premiere here. Uh, Kyoko, thanks so much for your generosity. I really appreciate it. I feel I feel like we we needed some more time to to yeah. to, to, to yeah. go even deeper. But, yeah. but but <laughs> perhaps we'll have another opportunity to chat at another point. But again, congratulations on yeah. a, on a wonderful, a brilliant, intriguing and mysterious uh, film. Really enjoyed Thank it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.